You're listening to Healthy Mind Matters, brought to you by Intermountain Healthcare on KSL News Radio. Thank you for joining us for Healthy Mind Matters. I'm Maria Shaleos. Today I am joined by Dr. Annie Deming. She's a psychologist at, Inter- at Intermountain Primary Children's Center for Counseling. Today we're talking about the emotional well-being of children in the pandemic and kids are going to be heading back to school or maybe going to be studying online. And Dr. Deming, start out and talk about this is a tough decision for parents, whether they're going to keep their kids home and just mainly have school online or teach them themselves. Talk about what parents should be thinking about for each individual child. I'm going to, I'm going to imagine this is different for every child. So people are making this decision based on their individual child's needs. What should that decision-making process look like for a parent? So I think, you know, starting out with the guidance from our trusted national organizations, so the American Academy of Pediatrics, the CDC, um, are are good sort of uh, organizations that we can look to. However, the the fact is that that those, uh, those organizations are not talking about the individual needs of our own families or in our own area. Um, so listening to also local health organizations, um, you know, Intermountain Healthcare, the Utah Department of Health, um, and our own pediatrician and primary care providers, I think that's where we can get the, the information that will be relevant to our, our own local area. And then further than that is even our own individual child. So just like you said, you know, all of our families are different and our child, each you know child has different needs. And one child may actually do quite well in online learning, whereas another child really won't do well in that in that setting. And so you have to take into account all of that information. And um, that's just overwhelming. You know, I find it overwhelming as a parent and I, I haven't made the decision yet about what to do in the fall for my own children. So um, it's just it's just a difficult place to be in. Right. Uh, this is so difficult. The emotional well-being of the child depends on the emotional well-being of the adult. The adult. There's no doubt about that. Describe just what parents are going through and maybe talk about guilt in making their decisions and how they need to make those for themselves and not maybe feel the guilt that may go along with that if they decide they want to hold their children or want to keep their children at home. Right. And, you know, I think, again, going back to, you know, what ends up being right for your entire family, you know, I think sitting down as a family and having that conversation and just kind of letting each member kind of voice what their what their thoughts are, what what they believe, what they feel. Um, And then ultimately, it's obviously a parent decision. But I think I think it goes so many different ways. So parents who want to keep their kids at home because they're worried about health risk, understandable, right? That makes sense. and it it could certainly cause some social challenges for their kids. However, it doesn't mean it's the wrong decision to keep your kid at home. The other way is true too. You know, parents who who work outside the home and and you know may not be able to offer a, a homeschool option that that works very well for their family. I think might feel guilt too. They might feel like they're they shouldn't be sending their kid to school. They should be keeping them home. But again. Um, they're also doing something for their family by earning an income, right? That's part of what we need to do as parents to take care of our kids. So it's important just to understand that the individual needs of your family need to be met with your decision and then move on from that decision without guilt or shame. You know, know that you you made the best decision with all the information you had available to you at the time and then make it and then feel confident in it. That's really what I would encourage parents to do. What are some things that parents can do to make sure that their kids are the most successful in this school year? 
it, how important is something like structure? I mean, what kinds of things should they be thinking about? Right. So structure is such an important thing. So so structure, routine, predictability, that just leads to feelings of safety and feelings of security and confidence. So when kids pre- can predict what's going to happen each day of their life, you know, with occasional surprises, hopefully the fun ones, um, uh, that's that's just a recipe for kids feeling pretty secure. So even if you're you're doing online school and, and your school allows some flexibility and when you sign on and things like that, that should really be at a regular time each day. Even if it's, you know, a different time on a Monday versus a Friday, that's okay. But as long as that's predictable. So write out a schedule, put it on the fridge, um, you know, so that kids can really understand, okay, these are the expectations. This is when we do our classwork. This is when we have lunch. Um, so try to make it as similar as possible to a school day. I mean, have it feel pretty um, serious, like a school day feels. How can parents be the best advocates for their children? What are some things that they should be thinking about? So I think the the first the first step is really just being aware of how your child is doing. So if they're struggling with online learning or they're struggling with in-person learning or the combination that your particular school um, has uh, has planned, you know, there might be a combination of in-person and online learning. If that is not working for your child, feel very comfortable and confident calling the school, contacting them and saying, hey, this is what I'm seeing. You know, these conversations don't have to start with any negativity or complaints. It's more about having a really good productive conversation about how my child's education can can go very well for them. And that looks different for, for each kid. So it's really just noticing it first and then talking to the school about it and expressing your concerns. How does a parent deal with a more defiant child? The pleasers are more willing to do exactly what is asked of them, but the defiant child is, is going to push back. Yes, absolutely. So it it does come come back to a couple different things. So setting up the expectations and just being very clear about what those are. And then also talking about what will happen if those expectations are met. So, you know, if you're able to, or if you're willing, would probably be a better word, if you're willing to do, you know, your responsibilities, your school responsibilities, then this will happen. So then you'll get, you know, your device, or then we'll be able to go outside and play soccer. Um, you know, then you'll be able to watch your favorite TV show, you know, something like that. It's more of a, um, these are your responsibilities, and then you get to do the fun stuff. And then also for kids who may, that might not work well for, um, you know, some days the math homework might not happen, and and that's okay. It, it's important though to to pick that up the next day and say, okay, let's get that math homework done. Um, so having that really positive attitude can also help them be a bit more willing. And sometimes just offering rewards. You know, some kids just operate on that re- kind of reward system. They need that very concrete. Um, thing, whether it's, you know, a a favorite toy that they earn with points or, you know, some kids are motivated by money, certainly. And I'm not necessarily suggesting you pay your kids to do the schoolwork. That's probably a a bad precedent to set. Um, But, you know, they can earn something, um, something desired from doing their work. Right. We know that parents are overwhelmed and we know this is going to get worse as the kids uh, do start doing their schoolwork again. When does a family know that they need extra help and they need someone like you to maybe help them navigate what they're going through? Sure. If they've tried, you know, the things that they know, kind of the good parenting tools they already have, and those aren't working. Um, if their kids are having difficulty sleeping, you know, if they're if they're very tearful frequently, if um, 
you know, they're just seem so anxious and, and just that they, they can't really function and they're not acting the same way as they, they have in the past. Um, those are if they're also if they're extra irritable. So those are all signs that they, they probably need some extra help. And there is a point where parents just need to take a deep breath, right? That these things are happening to everyone before they make some major decisions, maybe just take a deep breath and think about them. Right. That's so important because, yeah, we're all struggling and we're all, I mean, we all have so much going on. And and I think just that patience with ourselves and each other is is critical to get through this. Dr. Deming, anything you would like to add? Any final thoughts for parents as they head into the school year? Yeah, I just I just want parents to feel, you know, just not alone. We're we're all struggling with this. And even, you know, myself as a professional, I I am I'm struggling as well. You know, I'm reaching out to the people I trust for advice and, and I'm also feeling that that anxiety and, and just uh, the uncertainty is difficult. So I just want parents to understand that we're all in this together. Um, we're here to help each other. And reaching out for support is sometimes the absolute best thing you can do for your family. And one of the resources that you do have if you would need to reach out is the Emotional Health Relief Hotline. Let me give that number. It's 833-442-2211. Again, that is 833-442-2211. And Dr. Deming, thank you so much for your time today. Yes, you're welcome. And thank you. And you've been listening to Healthy Mind Matters on KSL News Radio.